Welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. I'm Kelly. And I'm Karen. We are a mother-daughter duo of mediums, medical intuitives, psychics, and energy healers offering personal sessions to clients all over the world. And this is our podcast. Coffee with the Sarlows is a platform to share the remarkable experiences of our clients and the messages that are channeled for them from the spirit world. These stories will make you laugh, some will make you cry, and some are certain to be an absolute butt-kicking with love. Our intent for this podcast is to gently and kindly challenge your beliefs, grow your empathy, and help you find pieces of your own self in each one of these individual stories. Before we jump into today's show, we have a few notes for our listeners. Karen and I have personal practices channeling for local and international clients. If the stories in these shows is something you'd like to experience, you can request your own personal session through our website, bysarlo.com. We also have gift certificates available if you wish to gift this experience to someone anywhere in the world. We have a second podcast series called Sips of Sanity. This series is your emotional and intuitive intelligence toolkit. We pick one topic every month and provide you with healthy tools for critical thinking and communication. This series airs the first week of every month. The first show is free and can be found on our website, your favorite podcast platform, or YouTube. The full series can be found on patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo. Patreon is our membership portal with a ton of monthly benefits for those of you seeking to grow your emotional and intuitive intelligence. Karen has a personal blog that explores the beauty and importance of intuitive gifts. There's a question and answer segment that addresses listeners' questions. As we mentioned, you can find the complete Sips of Sanity series here, along with handy habit trackers and great reflective questions to help you get the most from the shows. We provide you with guided journeys and music to enrich that experience, and we're running an emotionally intelligent, interactive book club. And for patrons in our top tier, each month we're putting your names into a draw for a free half-hour channeling session with Karen or myself. If you're interested in joining us, head over to patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo. Now, on to the show. Happy holidays, Kelly. Happy holidays, Mom. Um, We have a beautiful show today. Okay. So this one is going to be based on medium. And I need a man's name, please. Okay, so I've chosen Finn. Okay, thank you. Um, Finn is our deceased. He is married. And his wife is the person who's calling for her session. And her name will be Nao. Okay. So we can see each other. And Nao just says to me, do you think you can just chat with my husband? I'd like to hear whatever he wants to share with me today. So she has, oh, I think we had an hour book together. And he came in immediately and he said, Karen, I want to start by giving you a validation that I died at a very significant time of the year. This is part of the reason that she's calling. He says, I died just around midnight, Christmas Eve, Mm. And and my process of death was the day before Christmas and through that evening. And he says, so time of death was just after midnight, but she's, she knows I'm crossing all during this period of time. So she sees that whole two days in particular as my death. And I said, okay, does that mean that you were going in and out? And he goes, Yes. He goes, I was. And I, he says, I was losing consciousness and coming back and forth. And he says, on a couple of occasions, they said, oh, this is it. This is his last breath. And she went up and down in a roller coaster mm. with me. 
So he said, this is, this is a particular time where, where she catches her breath. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, okay. I said, what do you want me to do with that? He goes, I just want you to say it that way because she'll just know it's me. You're describing what we went through together, the last thing we went through together. And she's focusing on that over the years, over and over again. So I said, fine. So I, I did. I went right through and I said, Nao, this is how your husband's introducing himself. And she said, yep, that's, that's correct, Karen. She goes, why does he want to talk about that? And I said, um, well, let me ask him. So I said, Finn, why, why are you bringing this conversation up? He said, well, she's trying to figure out what to do and how to celebrate holidays. And in particular, because we're coming up to Christmas, it's facing her yet again. And she doesn't know what to do. So I've shown up today. He says, I just want to have a conversation with my wife about the holidays. Mm-hmm. He said, Karen, are you game for that? Because I am not here to tell Nao what to do. We didn't have a marriage like that from the beginning anyway. He said, we chatted and discussed things. And she is capable of making her own decisions So she's not checking in with me to say, I can't move on until my dead husband talks. My dead husband tells me what to do. Mm. Okay, that's a really good distinction because quite a few of our clients do feel that way. Yes, they do. He says, we never had a relationship like that from the very beginning. And I'm repeating that because I think that was important as well. We're just here today to have a conversation. That's all she's looking for. And he says, so I'd like to have one of those conversations yet again with my wife. So I said, yes, I'm up for it. So I told Nao that, and I said what his intention was, and she said, I would love it. So he began by saying, well, Nao, you know, if we go back to what we started with in our marriage, what did we focus on? What did we say all of our goals were going to be based around? And her eyes lit up, and she says, Karen... She's and she's so no, she's well, happy. She's to tell happy, me. but the client, the listeners, don't know why she's happy yet. I, I'm going to interject here. You're likely speaking the way he spoke at this point, yeah. and you aren't just delivering the message. You're actually asking her the question the way he would ask the question. Yes. So she feels like she is directly in conversation with him. Yes, Kelly. Thank you so much for describing that yeah. and explaining that to people. Because you can see the light in her eyes come on, come on because she knows that she's talking to him. Mm-hmm. And she gets it that she has this ability now to have this conversation one-on-one. And it's, I feel like I disappear. Mm-hmm. I feel like my visual is there for her, but she's literally talking to her husband. Which is what a good channeler does. They disappear. Oh, hopefully. So... He says to her, so sweetie, what is it? What, what is it that we focused on? What did we always come back to in our conversations? Whenever we were just sidetracked into something or we just couldn't seem to get on the same page, what did we do together? And she went, well, first of all, and she goes, are you pulling your ear on purpose right now? Karen, Karen, are you pulling your ear on purpose? And I went, oh, I, 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 I don't know. I didn't notice I was pulling my ear. And she went, well, when the kids were small, he would pull his ear, meaning, I need to talk to you. Like, I'm having a meltdown. We're not agreeing. 
um, I want the kids to see a disagreement, but I got to be able to let you know that I'm, I'm, I don't feel secure right now. Mm. And so she would then go, oh, and shift instantly that he was giving her a cue. I need you. I need to be on the same page. I'm struggling. Can we talk about this later? And they knew that they had this ability to, we'll get through this right now together then. We're a team now. We're not against each other. And afterwards, we'll talk about all of that. Well, okay. And the part that you did not say is also um, that the pause is not being pulled as a power move. No. He's tugging his ear to say, I need the pause, not because I feel like you're winning, but because I don't know how to be in the conversation healthily. You got it. Or to keep my wits about me kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. So then her response, or she got excited because then she started to explain to me that this pulling and tugging on the ear was this cue. Mm. And seriously, Kelly, as you well know, you just got to go with it because I can't stand there and go, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm so good. Because you just don't even know you are when you're channeling. You're just doing and behaving the way they do. Mm -hmm. So then she replies, she answers. So she starts talking. She goes back into, she's talking to her husband and she says, love. She says, and demonstrations of love, hope. She goes, I I know this. She goes, I can tell you this, the back of my hand. She says, those are the things that we always went to, that we had hope if we were on the same page and we had each other. And if we remembered that it was all about love. And then after that, that it was demonstrations of love. And I went, that's pretty amazing. I said, so did you work at that a long time? And she goes, oh, no, it's not, it's not my time to talk to you now. I'm talking to my husband. <laughs> Get out of the way, Karen. Yes. That's beautiful. Yeah, totally. So then he goes, okay, Neo, what else did we do? He goes, you're just forgetting things. He goes, hon, what did we do when we sat down together then? And she goes, oh, yes. So we would sit down and we would say things to each other like, well, do you really even want to do this? Well, and you and I know what this is in a different way. But this was their conversation. Do we really want to do it? Do you? Like you have to really check deep within. Is this something that you desire? Is this, do you have enough time for this? Do we have the money for it, honey? So each Christmas they would sit down and look at different things. And they would ask each other these questions. Yes, we have the money, but the money is needed to to fix the furnace. Or the money is needed for this. So we have it. So are we going to actually buy Christmas presents and do something and spend money? Or are we going to say, no, this is a priority. And Christmas will be activities this year. So then they would say to the kids, okay, this Christmas is activities. This Christmas is gifts. This Christmas is baking and cooking or whatever it was, but it wasn't always everything. Mm -hmm. It wasn't always over the top. Um, Yeah, just over the top, the whole nine yards of every single thing, right? Mm -hmm. So they decide that they don't have to keep upping it so that eventually it has to be like a big vacation and that the response has to be dramatic all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't believe you're doing this. It, it, they stay away from stuff like that. And what they choose is we're going to do different things in different years and those are going to be the focus. And sometimes you might have a couple, but 
typically they try and stay away from doing the whole thing. So he says to her, go back to those questions. Go back to that and ask yourself those things. And then he said to her too, Han, don't forget that as the kids are older and as they have their own families, that they may choose to do the vacation for Christmas and take the kids someplace. And that it's quite okay for you to say that that's not your choice. And that you're doing a quiet Christmas. That you're doing one where you're buying, and Kelly, you're going to love this one. Buying books. So they had like a book Christmas, where the whole purpose was to get together or be on your own. Pick different locations, and people read. I would like an invite to that Christmas. Yeah. And it wasn't so much about having a big dinner. You might pick a book with somebody, sit down and read, and have a drink. It could be a tea, a hot chocolate. It could be an alcoholic beverage. Another time it could be that you're going to have baking with it. Another time it could be that maybe after you do read, you're going to go for a walk. But there was a focus around the reading at Christmas and the activities and the feelings and what you read. So, and this reminds me of something that you did one Christmas as an adult, they read out loud to each other. Uh So they pick stories and sometimes they're traditional stories and sometimes they're not. They bring brand new things. And then as they aged, they also brought poetry. They brought books about love. They brought books about different people's traditions Mm -hmm. in different countries, and they educated. They just decided that the book Christmas was something that they would have as a special thing, not every year or even every couple of years. But when they did, they really were going to put an effort into it so that it was something that they really saw as special. Mm -hmm. The choice the people, how they did it, if they were going to go to a public reading. They would even all travel out of town to go to another city where they knew there were book readings in public centers. Very cool. Isn't it? Yeah. Like, I just... So anyway, he he was so gentle in how he brings back memories. In that he does not shame her to say anything like, you've gone astray. This is Socratic teaching. Continue. The Socratic method is to ask questions. Oh, I love it. So that they can come to their own answers. Oh, beautiful, Kelly. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So he continues. He, He continues through the entire session. And I go back and forth. So I'm literally him. And I'm just asking her these questions. And I have to tell you something. I loved it so much, Kelly. You would. And I. this is not about tooting my own horn, but this is our relationship. Yeah. This is how we teach one another. Yeah. It's how you taught me as a child. It's how I have spoken to you to come out of some unhealthy relationships as you've become your independent, full woman self. And you got to hear it. From a man, which is pretty significant. And I'm having a meltdown. Yeah, well, it's the Christmas episode. One of us is supposed to. And I hope people don't scoff when I say that it's more important that it that you heard a man do it. Um, it is important that we hear gentleness to understand that that's what strength is. It's important that we hear the tenderness to understand that that's what love is. And I felt it. 
Mm. And, and so I can say, you know, people may giggle when they hear me say this, but I'm a woman and I literally feel it from being synesthetically in his body. And hers. And hers. So you get to feel, and this is, this is where we have such a privilege uh, in a relationship like uh, Finn and Nao, is that we can feel what Finn is doing for Nao and feel how Nao is receiving from Finn. Yeah. The, and, and it's that full infinity of love. Yes. That usually we feel from spirit guides. Yeah. But to, to really actually be able to bear witness to a human love relationship is uh, pretty unique. It is very unique. It was so, so remarkable. Mm-hmm. And, and I could feel him sending love to her as we're just talking to each other over technology and how he was so trying to use my body my eyes, my tone of voice, my speech. The, yeah, your mannerisms. Everything. He was trying so hard to use every part of me to convey to her his presence, to say, this is how important you are to me, my beloved. I hope, well, I know our listeners well enough to know that they will do this, but I hope for the newcomers that you hear how much he wanted to use his entire body to love his wife to the point that he extended himself to use another, a channeler's entire body to demonstrate his love and how beautiful this world would be if we did that while we were alive. To use our entire being to demonstrate our love for someone. Yeah. Thank you for for putting that so beautifully so that people can have a glimpse as to why we do what we do and how we do what we do and yeah. our in, and our openness in intention of opening up our heart to that experience for complete strangers both dead and alive yes ma'am we are inclusive <laughs> <laughs> yes we are then he says now we are going to move on to a different topic and he goes now since i've died Your people pleaser has been triggered. And he says, in our marriage, we worked on that a lot together and we got through a lot of it. But since I've passed, you've slid backwards into some of the people pleasing. Which is very common for people who are in a grieving process to be fearful that others have so much expectations from them. Uh, or that their grief is making people uncomfortable, so they have to rush through the process of grieving and people please what they think others want them to feel or what they think others wish them to behave like. Yes, and so he ties this into what he said earlier about one of their children and her partner and kids going on vacations at this time of year. When in fact, that's fine. That's what they are doing to cope with their grief. But that's not where she's at. That's not what she wants. But she keeps thinking, I have to do this because they're upset. They're my children. I should be with them. He's not here. Mm -hmm. So she's trying to make up and say, oh, well, I better go. They can't be without both parents. Mm -hmm. And so he confronts this part of her of this people pleaser and says, sweetie, you don't need to do that. 
That's not what they want deep down. And it's not what you want. You need to use your words again. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to come out and speak this to them and say what it is you need and what kind of Christmas you're picking. Mm-hmm. And if they say they're picking a different kind of Christmas, that's okay. They can. And if you choose books and they choose travel, you can have both. They can go travel and you can do books. You could read to them on Zoom. Yes. So he's offering these gentle um, suggestions about how to problem solve some of it, but he knows she's going to do it all on her own. He just says, hey, this is what we do. Mm-hmm. We sit down and we think. We look at all of the choices. We don't rush. And you've been rushing. You're not taking your time. So he says, go back. Take your time. Think. Make your choice. Then communicate it. This is a classic Karen Mitchell moment. <gasps> sit down. Have a cup of tea and think. Oh, it is. And make a plan. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, my God. I'm so happy you brought <laughs> Karen Mitchell into this. Mm-hmm. Oh, so for anybody who's new to our show, Karen Mitchell is one of our best friends who passed away. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm so very grateful that you brought her into our Christmas show. Well, how could I not? Mm -hmm. Christmas was her season. Yeah. And Karen was a teacher of special ed children and a principal. And a Socratic method teacher at that. And a lover of books. She was an author. Yeah. Oh my God, how could we not know all of that? <laughs> oh, Kelly, that's absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. Thank you for tying all of that in. I'm thrilled for Neo and Finn. Me too. And I, and I don't mean necessarily that you're wrapping up the show. I just, uh, at this point in the story, I'm very thrilled for them. Yeah. They get to love each other again. And and also come back to who they are individually, but also that togetherness. Yeah, he just, I love how Finn gently reminds her of her growth. Mm-hmm. I love how he gently reminds her of who she is in the couple and what she, as you said, what she individually learned about herself. Yeah, because it's it's who she is as an individual, but also the love that they created as a unit that she can continue being for her children and her grandchildren. If she steps outside of that in her own dissonance of her grief, mm-hmm. then they've lost their mom in a way, or they've lost their grandmother in a way to the people pleaser, to, to the person who has stymied her own grief process. Yeah. And here he is just saying, no, no, you made a left. We're taking a right and we're going back to love. Yeah. And how beautifully he says every single thing to her, right, Kelly? Yeah. Like not once in any of this is he berating, is he verbally abusing, is he shaming? Like not once. Everything is done from this whole space of love. Yeah. Which, which is us. Not you, not I, us. Yeah. That's right. It's a beautiful story, I think, to share on Christmas Day. I heavily agree. And, and you know what, Kelly? I loved all of the different ideas of how you spend different types of Christmases. Oh, yeah. I, I'm taking note. Instead, and, and just the different traditions, instead of thinking that you have to do the same one every year. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Thank you for today's show. Oh, my God. My pleasure, Kelly. Happy holidays, everyone. Thanks for listening to Coffee with the Sarlos. If you enjoyed the show today, help spread the love with a like, share, or review of the podcast. 
See you next Saturday with a brand new episode.